this is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 76. I want to take a moment right now to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes and anywhere else you might be listening to the show, and also remind you to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group, which I will talk about at the tail end of this episode. So this week, I'm going to be giving you the latest news and rumors from CanonRumors.com, NikonRumors.com, FujiRumors.com, and SonyAlphaRumors.com. And I will have a couple of other little tidbits in this episode for you. So without further ado, let's get started with the Canon news and rumors. Let's do this! Okay, so this is likely Canon's lens roadmap for 2020. Nokashita has released a new list of lenses expected from Canon in 2020, some we knew about, but a couple of them are new. So Canon's lenses coming in 2020, during the course of the remainder of this year, the Canon RF 50mm f1.8 STM, or the Nifty 50, or Plastic Fantastic, the Canon RF 85 f2 Macro IS STM, the Canon RF 70-200 f4L IS USM, the Canon RF 100-500 f4.5-7.1 LIS USM, the Canon RF 600mm f11 DO IS STM, and the Canon RF 800mm f11 DO IS STM, as well as the Canon RF 1.4x and the 2 times tele converters or tele-extenders. I can add to this information that both the RF 600 F11 IS STM and the 800 F11 IS STM will be DO lenses as well. Now, I'm not sure why Canon has decided to make a 600 and an 800 millimeter lens where the widest aperture you can get is F11. I mean, that seems ridiculous. I you would struggle to use those lenses even in really bright sunlight, so I'm not sure what the logic or the reasoning is behind the development of either one of those lenses. Now, I did, I was already aware that the RF 50mm f1.8 STM was coming, basically the RF mount version of the Plastic Fantastic or Nifty 50, and I'd heard rumors that the RF 85 f2 Macro IS STM was coming as well. Now, depending on the performance, I may pick up the 85 uh, f2 Macro IS STM, um, depending on how good the image quality is for portraits as well, uh, because I still currently have the 85 USM Gold Band f1.8 Canon EF mount lens, and then I also have the much newer Rokinon 85mm f1.4 annual focus uh, RF mount lens, which is a great lens, and I learned today on another podcast that I listened to that Rokinon has also released an autofocus version of that 85mm f1.4 portrait lens. Uh, it's a little bit of a bummer. I don't know why they went with the manual versions first, maybe because it was cheaper, I don't know, um, but I had bought the Rokinon uh, 14mm f2.8 manual lens to use for my real estate work, and then I decided to pick up the 85mm 1.4 for portrait, so I'd have a native portrait lens 
for the RF mount at the time. And then, of course, you know, a year after I buy both the manual focus lenses, which work fantastically, and I'm not afraid to use a manual focus lens, they come out with the AF versions of the same two lenses. I uh, kind of wish they would have dropped the AF versions first. It would have been nice, especially since they're more expensive. Uh, but I guess that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. <laughs> All right. Free trial of the new DxO Nike Collection Version 3. DxO is offering a fully unlocked 30-day trial of the brand new Nike Collection 3.0. Silver FX Pro has always been my favorite black and white editor, and there are so many other great tools in this software bundle. I've used it for a few days, and I'll definitely be adding it back to my workflow from now on. You can get the Night Collection 3 free trial at the link, which I'll post in the show notes to this article. Now, all this information is coming from CanonRumors.com. I did personally already buy the Night Collection 3.0 because I've had the Night Collection since the original version many, many moons ago, and I've always loved these post-processing tools that are now owned by DxO. Uh, so I'll include a link to that. You can also save 30% off the Nike collection for a limited time if you're ready to buy, and you can do so at the link, which will be included along with the original article link in this episode's show notes. Canon EOS R5 and R6 and new lens SKUs and kit information. The Canon EOS R5 and R6 will be announced in about three weeks, and they will obviously come in body only and in lens kits. Below are the likely available purchase options. Canon EOS R5 and R6 purchase options are likely to be as follows. The EOS R5 body only. The EOS R5 with 24-105 RF F4L IS USM is a kit. The Canon EOS R6 body only, and the Canon EOS R6 with the same 24-105 f4 to 7.1 ISSTM. So on the R6 body, the kit that it comes with will not be the 24-105 f4L. It will be the 4 271 ISSTM. Below are the SKUs for the new RF lenses that have been registered. 4515C005 is for the Nikon. I mean, I'm sorry, it's for the Canon RF50 uh, F1.8 ISSTM. The 4318C005 is for the Canon RF70 200 F4L ISUSM. 4234C005 is for the Canon RF85 F2 Macro. 4112C005 is for the Canon RF100 500. 3986C005 is for the Canon RF 600mm, and 3987C005 is for the RF 800mm, and the 4113C005 and 4114C005 are for the RF 1X, uh, 1.4X and 2X tele-extenders, respectively. Pre-ordering will begin on announcement day for the cameras, but we're not sure yet about the lens availability at this time. And again, this is coming from Canon Rumors. Next up, deals, new refurbished deals at Canon USA. This is as of June 7th, 2020. Canon USA has a few new specials on select refurbished cameras and multi-lens bundles. The Refurb 
D DSLR body, APS-C body, with the 18 to 135 plus 55 to 250 is 749 plus free two-day shipping. The refurb ADD with 18 to 55 plus 55 to 250 uh, is 699 plus free two-day shipping. And uh, let's see, the refurbished ADD 18 to 135 ISUSM only is 699 plus free two-day shipping. So why you would get the... Uh, the 18 to 135 kit for 699 when you could get the 18 to 55 and the 55 to 250 for the same price is beyond me. But maybe you really want the uh, 18 to 135 lens. All right, the refurbished ADD with 18 to 55 only is 649 with free two day shipping. The refurb T7i with the 18 to 55 and 55 to 250 is 599 with free two day shipping. The refurbished EOS R body is 1499 plus. Two-day free shipping. The refurb EOS R 24-105mm F4L is $21.99 with free shipping. And the refurbished EOS 6D Mark II body is $9.49 plus free shipping. Now, on that next to last one, that's the refurbished EOS R body and 24-105mm F4L kit. So, I uh, didn't want you to be confused when you heard the price tag of $21.99. People would probably be like, wait a minute, why is the lens by itself $1,100 more refurbished than it would be new? And of course, that wouldn't make sense. Uh, but these deals will run until June 21st of 2020, so you still got a, a decent amount of time to get in on these deals if you're so inclined. Delkin announces world's first 2TB CF Express card. Now, this article is from earlier today, June 10th, 2020. In Poway, California, June 10th, 2020, Delkin Devices, a manufacturer of flash storage solutions and camera accessories, announced today the newest addition to their ever-growing line of memory-based products. CF Express Type-B memory cards, the latest high-speed memory card format, Delkin CF Express cards deliver unrivaled performance at speeds suitable for professional photographers and videographers while meeting the extensive demands of today's broadcast cinema and photography industries. Delkin now boasts a complete line of memory card choices for nearly every type of camera and camcorder in the market. Utilizing a third-generation PCI Express interface, as well as supporting NVM Express, Delkin CF Express memory cards boast recording speeds surpassing 1430 megabits per second for flawless cinema-quality video capture, including 8K, 6K, and 4K at high frame rates and bit rates. They also support raw, continuous burst shooting without delay, never missing those precious split-second moments, this is especially valuable during special events like weddings, sporting events, concerts, and other situations that cannot be redone. Quote, uh, 4K is standard today, 6K is on the rise, and now we're making our way to 8K, says Jen Sherry, Delkin's retail sales and marketing manager. Quote, technology is constantly evolving, and as cameras become more advanced, so will the storage solutions associated with them. The possibilities of what CF Express can offer are exciting, and we're looking forward to seeing what our cards will enable both photographers and videographers to capture. Each CF Express card has undergone extensive testing to ensure full functionality and performance in today's high-end cinema hosts, including ones from Canon, the C500 Mark II, and 1DX Mark III. 
the Nikon Z6 and 7, and Panasonic Sonic Lumix DC-S1 and S1R. Testing is currently ongoing in the Canon C300 Mark III and R5, as well as the Nikon D6. Data-intensive capture mode, such as RAW video, would require memory cards like CF Express in order to guarantee continuous recording and safe storage. It is important to note that though that CF Express cards are not backward compatible with either Compact Flash or CFast 2.0 hosts. As a bonus, every CF Express card is serialized like a camera and backed by Delkin's 48-hour replacement guarantee policy for the ultimate coverage. Not offered anywhere else in the world, Delkin will replace any non-working CF Express card within 48 hours or less, not including weekends, prior to receiving the non-working card. Cards can also be replaced over-the-counter at any authorized Delkin CF Express reseller. Delkin CF Express Type B memory cards have the most extensive capacity coverage, ranging from 64 gigabytes to 2 terabytes, and are sold through authorized camera stores worldwide. For more information on Delkin CF Express or other memory products, please visit www.delkindevices.com. And of course, I'll include a link to this article in the show notes for this episode so that you can check out all of their products for yourself. On to Nikon rumors. Notice about compatibility for Nikon D6 with Sigma lenses. After Tamron, Sig, uh, Sigma also issued a notice about using Sigma lenses with the new Nikon D6. Quote, thank you for purchasing and using our products. We have found that some Sigma interchangeable lenses for Nikon are not fully compatible with the Nikon D6 released on June 5th. When certain lenses are attached to this camera, the following phenomenon can occur. Products concerned are the Sigma 12-24 F4 DG HSM Art, the Sigma 14-24 F2.8 DG HSM Art, the Sigma 14mm F1.8 DG HSM Art, the Sigma 28mm f1.4 DGHSM Art, the Sigma 40mm f1.4 DGHSM Art, the Sigma 85mm f1.4 DGHSM Art, the Sigma 105mm f1.4 DGHSM Art, or the Sigma 135mm f1.8 DGHSM Art. Now, the phenomenon. It can take time to start even if the camera power is turned on and autofocus does not work properly. We are currently investigating further into this issue and will inform you as soon as this solution is developed. This coming directly from Sigma. And of course, this isn't shocking. You know, anytime a new camera body comes out from a manufacturer, there's all kinds of new technology deployed and new bodies. Um, there's new uh, firmware functionalities and capabilities in the newer body, so it's not uncommon for third-party lenses to not operate perfectly with a very brand new body as it did with previous models of uh, the same manufacturer's body. That's just commonplace, and Sigma and Tamron are both fantastic about getting these bugs worked out as quickly as possible. And of course, both companies now offer the USB docks that you can put the lenses into to update the firmware yourself at home quickly and easily. So no worry, we will keep you posted on that as soon as we find out that uh, firmware updates have been released for those affected lenses as they pertain to that camera body. We'll be sure to let you know on the show. 
ProGrade Digital officially announces their CF Express Type B memory cards. Now, this is an article posted from June 9th yesterday. Today, ProGrade Digital officially released the CF Express Type B memory cards they announced about a year ago. The new model should be available soon at Adorama, Amazon, and BH Photo. The press release, ProGrade Digital announces faster CF Express Type B memory cards and higher capacities with read speeds of up to 1700 megabits a second and refresh pro software support. CF Express Cobalt cards provide minimum sustained write speeds of 1400 megabits a second plus ability to monitor card health and refresh cards to factory fresh condition. Now this is coming from San Jose, California as of June 9th at 8 a.m. ProGrade Digital Inc. founded with a mission to provide the highest quality professional Grade Digital Memory Cards and Workflow Solutions announces its new CF Express Type B cards. First demonstrated by the company in April of 2018 at the National Association of Broadcasters Show, or NAB, Las Vegas, CF Express Type B offers next-generation memory card performance by leveraging PCIe Gen 3 Interconnect with NVMe 1.3 host controller interface. ProGrade Digital CF Express cards provide read speeds of up to 1700 megabits a second and burst write speeds of up to 1500 megabytes a second. Two performance levels are available. Cobalt level delivers a minimum sustained write speed of 1400 megabits a second for both 325 gigabit and 650 gigabit cards, specifically designed for high resolution video capture and long sustained burst image capture applications. The gold label delivers a minimum sustained write speed of up to 400 megabits a second depending on card capacity, ideally suited for a broad range of still and moving image capture applications. ProGrade Digital CF Express gold label cards are available now at ProGradeDigital.com, B&H Photo and Video, Adorama.com and Amazon in most countries around the world. Cobalt label cards will be shipping by late June of 2020. Quote, since demonstrating the capabilities of CF Express in early 2018, ProGrade, ProGrade Digital has been evolving this technology from the first cards introduced at the end of 2019 to these new faster and lower power cards we are shipping today, said Wes Brewer, founder and CEO of ProGrade Digital. Quote, we are now able to offer the widest range of CF Express card choices to meet both current and future needs of all leading edge imaging applications. Coupled with our new CF Express Thunderbolt 3 and USB 3.2 Gen 2 high-speed readers and our Refresh Pro Performance Restoration and Health Monitoring software application, our customers have a complete solution for capturing and downloading still and video images as well as enhancing their digital imaging workflow. End quote. ProGrade Digital CF Express portfolio includes the CF Express Cobalt maximum read speed of 1700 megabits a second, burst write speed of 1500 megabits a second, minimum sustained write speed of 1400 megabits a second, and capacities of 325 gigabytes and 650 gigabytes. The CF Express Gold maximum read speed is 1700 megabits a second, burst write speeds at 1500 megabits a second, Minimum sustained write speeds of 400 megabits a second, capacities of 128 gigabytes, 256, 512, and 1 terabyte. CF Express Type B, Cobalt, and Gold both deliver fully compatible or fully compliant with Compact Flash Association 2.0 specifications, NVMe host interface with PCIe Gen 3 X2 interconnect, 
extended battery life and low power stand uh, low standby power through NVMe PSO to PS4 support. Metal enclosure for improved durability and heat dissipation. Thermal throttling protects card from overheating. Unique serialized tracking of every card, enabling identification of key components and manufacturing data for the highest quality control. Rigorous 100% full card testing down to individual memory chips for optimal quality. X-ray proof and shock proof. Temperature ranges operating temperatures from 14 to 158 degrees Fahrenheit or minus 10 to 70 Celsius. Storage minus 4 to 185 Fahrenheit and minus 20 to 85 Celsius. The cards come with a three-year warranty. The CF Express Type B form factor is gaining broad industry adoption due to its backward compatibility with XQD and its open industry standard support from major device manufacturers. All pro-grade digital memory cards have a laser etched serial number on the back and readers have a printed serial number. A customer can register their serial number at https slash prograddigital.com slash register to stay up to date on the latest technology developments. The founders of ProGrade Digital are industry veterans in the removable storage and digital photography industries, each having spent time at leading companies such as Lexar and SanDisk, brings extensive expertise in the design, development, and manufacturing of digital storage products, plus long-standing relationships with key manufacturing and supply chain partners. The company focuses exclusively on the development of memory cards, card readers, and workflow software for professional imaging markets. Flagship products include a full line of USB 3.1, 3.2, Gen 2, and Thunderbolt 3 card readers, CFast 2.0, SDXC, UHS 2, and CF Express Type B cards, and a range of capacities, all optimized to render maximum performance when paired with high-end DSLR mirrorless camcorder and digital cinema cameras for manufacturers such as Canon, Nikon, Panasonic, Sony, Fujifilm, Olympus, RED, and Blackmagic. Prograde digital memory cards expand the creative visions of cinema and photography professionals around the world. And I will include a link to this article in the show notes for this episode so that you can check it out for yourself. You can now buy the TT Artisan 11mm f2.8 fisheye mirrorless lens for Nikon Z-mount right at NikonRumors.com. And I'll include a link to this in the show notes for this episode. You can buy this lens for $215 with free worldwide shipping. Please select a mount from the drop-down box. And can uh, the mount, of course, uh, you have the choice of Leica L-mount, Sony E-mount, Nikon Z-mount, Canon R-mount, or Leica M-mount for $369. All others are $215 apiece. And it says the first 10 orders will receive a free film camera as a gift. The TT Artisan 11mm f2.8 fisheye lens technical information. Focal length is 11mm. Maximum aperture f2.8. Minimum aperture f16. It's a full frame lens. Aperture blades 10. Lens construction 7 groups with 11 elements. Focusing method is manual focusing. Aperture ring clicked aperture closing or close focusing at 0.17 meters. Lens material is metal, weight is 485 grams. Previous version uh, coverage of this lens, uh, there's a link for that, and lens design and MTF chart is also available. And again, you can check all of that out in show notes for this episode. 
Notice about compatibility for Nikon D6 with Tamron lenses. This is from June 8th of 2020. Tamron just issued a notice about the compatibility of Tamron lenses with the new Nikon D6 camera. Quote, dear Tamron product users and potential purchasers, thank you for your continued support of Tamron products. We would like to announce that we have confirmed that some of our lenses do not work properly with the Nikon D6 released on the Japanese market on June 5th of 2020. The affected lens models are the SP35F1.4 DIUSM model F045 for Nikon and the Tamron 17-35 F2.8-4 DIOSD model A037 for Nikon. The symptoms, 1. AF does not work when the camera power is turned on after mounting the lens with the camera off. 2. AF does not work when the camera returns from sleep mode. We are currently working on the cause of these issues and will inform you of updated information on our website. We sincerely apologize to all users and potential purchasers for any inconvenience this issue may cause. And I'll include a link to this article in the show notes for this episode. And again, like I said, when I was talking about the issues with Sigma lenses with the Nikon D6, this isn't uncommon when a new body comes out. You have to remember that these companies are third-party lens manufacturers. They make fantastic glass, very high quality and very affordable when uh, compared to the first-party lenses made by Canon, Nikon, or Sony. And these little things are bound to crop up. And as I mentioned when I was talking about the issues with the Sigma lenses, both Sigma and Tamron do offer USB, uh, USB docking cradles that will allow you to update the firmware yourself at home as soon as it is released. Now, just like for the Sigma lenses, we will keep you updated on any announcements from Tamron on fixes for these two lenses with uh, when they're coupled with the Nikon D6. The rumored Nikon Z5 mirrorless camera may not have an EVF, but it could be an optional accessory. This was published on June 8th of 2020. I am already receiving small bits and pieces of information on the rumored Nikon Z5 camera. The latest tip included or indicated that the Z5 may not have an EVF, it could be an optional accessory, something uh, maybe something similar to the Sigma FP. The EVF for the Z5 could be an optional, optional removable accessory, similar to the Fuji GFX100. The Canon also has a similar solution with their Canon EOS M6 mirrorless camera. Nikon has filed several uh, design patents for a camera without an EVF or with a removable EVF. And it is rumored that these are the. Uh, this is the information for the upcoming Nikon Z5, which is rumored to be Nikon's next full-frame mirrorless camera. There's also rumors that they are going to be releasing a Z30 APS-C body as well, but we'll have to wait and see. FYI, the Canon EO, or ERO RP entry-level camera is now selling for $899. From the Fuji rumors, the DJI Ronin SC and S firmware adds Fujifilm X-T4 support. DJI has released firmware updates for the Ronin SC and Ronin S gimbals, which among the others add support for Fujifilm X-T4 cameras. You can find all of the details below. The DJI Ronin SC you can buy at the DJI store. 
B&H Photo, Adorama, and Amazon US. The DJI Ronin SC RSS Control Cable, B&H Photo, DJI Store, Amazon US, and Adorama. The DJI Ronin S, Amazon US, B&H Photo, and Adorama. The Fujifilm X-T4 can be purchased at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Focus Camera. Firmware update details, Ronin S release notes, update via the Ronin app. Overview date 2020 so as of today, June 10th. Firmware version 2.3.1.20, Ronin app iOS version 1.2.8, Ronin app Android version 1.2.8, the DJI Pro Assistant for Ronin PC version 2.0.2, and the DJI Pro Assistant for Ronin Mac version 2.0.2, user's manual version 1.6. So what is new? Added photo capture, video recording, autofocus, and focus pull support for the Fujifilm X-T4 cameras with supported X-mount lenses using the multi-camera control cable MCC or MCC-C. Requires Fujifilm X-T4 firmware version 1.0 or later. To use autofocus on the Fujifilm X-T4, press halfway down on the camera control button of the gimbal. Note the camera is unable to autofocus in video recording mode. Added photo capture, video recording, autofocus, and focus pull support for the Canon EOS 90D cameras with supported EF mount lenses using the multi-camera control cable, the MCC-B. To use autofocus on the Canon EOS 90D, press halfway down on the camera control button of the gimbal. Added photo capture, video recording, autofocus, and focus pull support for the Canon EOS 70D, the EOS 77D, and the EOS 800D cameras with supported EF mount lenses using the multi-camera control cable MCC-Mini. To use autofocus, press halfway down on the camera control button of the gimbal. Fixed issue, gimbal did not follow the preset path when using track in underslung mode. Optimized gimbal performance when the dead band is set to low. All details can be found at the DJI page, which I'll include a link to this article in the show notes. The Ronin SC release notes update via Ronin app. Overview date 2026.10, firmware 1.5.0.40, the DJI Ronin app, iOS version 1.2.8, Android version 1.2.8, user manual version 1.2, and what is new in this, added photo capture, video recording, autofocus, and focus pull support for the Fujifilm X-T4 cameras with supported X-mount lenses using the multi-camera capture control cable. Type C requires Fujifilm X-T4 firmware version 1.0 or later. To use autofocus on the Fujifilm X-T4, press halfway down on the camera control button of the gimbal. Note that the camera is unable to autofocus in video recording mode. Added photo capture, video recording, and autofocus for Fujifilm X-T4 and X100V cameras using the camera control cable RSS-F. To use autofocus, press halfway down on the camera control button of the gimbal. Added photo capture, video recording, autofocus, and focus pull support for the Canon EOS 90D cameras with supported EFS mounted lenses or EF mounted lenses using the multi-camera control cable type C or type C to micro USB. To use autofocus on the 90D, press halfway down on the camera control button of the gimbal. Fixed issue gimbal did not follow the preset path when using track in underslung mode. Optimized gimbal performance when the dead band is set to low. All details for this are also at the DJI page. And like I said, I'll include a link to this article in the show notes for this episode so that you can check it out for yourself 
and download those updates if they or pertain to you. Fujifilm X-T4 third-party dual battery charger available and more batteries. Just yesterday, June 9th, we reported the first third-party NP-W235 battery can be found in Europe. Now, an uh, France reader, thanks, passed me the link to a Chinese third-party battery as well as a third-party dual battery charger for the Fujifilm X-T4. In the USA, you will find them available branded as DJI NP-W235 at Amazon US. For the same price of a Fujifilm original battery, you will also get the dual battery charger on top of that. We will soon be flooded with third-party options, but not all of them are really good. Independent testing showed that some Fujifilm third-party batteries can be considered almost a fraud, whereas others are close in performance and reliability to the original Fujifilm batteries, such as Wasabi Power Fujifilm batteries. For your convenience, down below is a selection of batteries, battery-related articles we shared in the past on FujiRumors.com, and I'll include a link to this in the show notes for this article. Now, I did want to caution my listeners, be very careful when buying third-party batteries. A lot of photographers will say you're crazy to buy anything other than the manufacturer's batteries, but if you're not a professional or working pro, if you're more of a hobbyist or an amateur, it might not be in your budget. And from my years of experience, I have always found the most reliable third-party batteries and the best performance you can get for your money are Wasabi Power. I've also had good luck with the big mic batteries that you can buy on Amazon for Canon battery uh, bodies especially. Now, one thing that I did wanted to let you know that I heard about today on the uh, Petapixel Photography Podcast with Sharky James is battery manufacturer Duracell is now getting into the camera battery game. So you will have another super reliable company to buy third-party batteries from at a fraction of the cost of Fujifilm and other manufacturers' first-party batteries. I know Sharky mentioned in his episode that released today, uh, Wednesday, June 10th, that the X-T4 batteries made by Duracell were $31 a piece versus $63 a piece for the Fujifilm X-T4 batteries. So something to keep in mind, just be cautious and read, do lots of research and read reviews on a third-party battery before you consider putting it in your camera because a bad third-party battery can damage your camera body or even possibly cause it to explode internally. And that would not be fun. Fujifilm releases firmware updates for seven Fujinon lenses. The following lenses, the only indication given by Fujifilm is fix of minor bugs. They don't say anything more than that. You'll find the full list below. The updates are for the XF80mm f2.8 version 1.12 you can download. Uh, the XF10-24 f4 version 1.1.3. The XF18-55 2.8 2.8. F4 version 3.23, the XF18 to 135, F35 to 56 version 1.1.2, the XC15 to 45 millimeter, F3.5 to 5.6 version 1.03, the XC1650 millimeter, 16 to 50 millimeter, F3.5 to 56 OIS2 version 1.1.2 or 1.12, uh, the XC50 to 230mm F4.5267 OIS version, uh, Mark II version 1.11, 1. 
And you can find the link to this article in the show notes for this episode in case you want the direct links to download the firmware for any of those Fujinon lenses. I will include them in the show notes for this episode. Backstar Pro Battery for Fujifilm X-T4 is shipping June 26th. As you know, FujiRumors.com uh, owner bought the Fujifilm X-T4 and along with it an additional original NPW-235 battery and a mandatory BC-W-235 dual battery charger. Thanks to the NPW-235 battery life on the X-T4 has been substantially improved over the X-T3. On my first hike on the Dolomites, I came through the day with one battery quite comfortably. Frankly, I don't think I will ever need more than two of these batteries. And probably most of the time, the second battery won't even be used and stay in my bag just to give me peace of mind. Hence, I am not in the market for another battery for now, and that's good, as those nice NP-W235 batteries aren't exactly what I would call affordable. But if I'd get a third one, it would probably be a third-party battery. I know a much-used and appreciated third-party battery among Fuji shooters are the Wasabi-branded Fujifilm batteries, and we already reported on them in a previous article that Wasabi is working on batteries for the Fujifilm X-T4. But it seems that the first alternative to the original NP-W235 batteries will be the Backstar Pro replacement batteries for the Fujifilm X-T4, which can be bought single or in double pack and will start shipping on June 26th of 2020. At the moment, the batteries seem to be available only in Europe at Amazon DE, but it's probably just a matter of time before or until a wide variety of third-party options will hit the market. So you can check out that in the show notes for this episode if you want to pick up the Backstar Fujifilm X-T4 batteries and dual battery charger. You'll be able to find that in the show notes for this episode. On to SonyAlphaRumors.com, ending soon, new Denoise AI for $50 instead of $80 when using our checkout code. Topaz launched the new update for Denoise AI app. There is a $20 discount plus an additional 15% off if you use our checkout code, quote-unquote, rumor. You can also download the trial only, and there's a link to that the trial in the show notes for this episode. DxO launched a new version of my favorite app, Night Collection version 3. You can click here to see all the details. For a limited time, you can save 30%, and if you like, you can buy or download a 30-day free trial and decide later if you'd like to buy it. And I'll include a link to this article in the show notes for this episode, of course. Updated Tamron 28-200 FE lens will be announced soon at 4 a.m. London time. Now, this article was posted today, June 10th, 2020. Just to let you know that the new Tamron 28-200 FE lens will be announced soon at 4 a.m. London time, 11 p.m. Eastern time, so stay tuned. There is an update. I had to correct the hour. There was a wrong calculation in the time zone difference from the side of my Japanese source. And he has a little smiley face in the note for that article. And of course, I'll include this in the show notes for this episode so you can check it out for yourself. Sigma will soon announce the new 100-400 f5263 DGDNOSFE lens. Sigma will announce the new lens 
Soon, no info on price or availability yet. In the meantime, follow us on June 11th for the new Tamron 28-200FE announcement and chat with me and other SAR readers on our new Discord channel. Uh, I've seen lately that a lot of uh, photography sites are going to Discord um, so that they can have a channel. A lot, of, a lot of places, a lot of websites, photography groups are trying to get away from Facebook, which I don't blame them. I'm not a fan of Facebook myself. Haven't been for a number of years. The only real reason why I still have Facebook is to keep in touch with family and friends from high school, as well as to post my photography work on the Liam Photography and the Forgotten Pieces of Georgia Facebook pages. And then, of course, I have the podcast Facebook group. I'm really starting to think that I might have to start a Discord channel as well for the podcast group. So keep that in mind. There may be an announcement coming soon on that new development. We'll have to wait and see. All right, last up this week from Sony Alpha Rumors, Tamron 28-200 FE lens flyer was full specs leaked. First all-in-one zoom starting at f2.8 unleashes the power of full-frame mirrorless cameras, revolutionary lens offering performance plus versatility. Maximize your, maximize your creative potential. Full specs of the lens will be announced within 24 hours. The 28-200 f2.8 to 5.6 di3 RXD has 18 elements in 14 groups. Minimum focus distance is 0.19 meters. Magnification is 1.3 or 1-3.1 wide and 1-3.8 telephoto. Filter diameter is 67 millimeters. The size is 74 by 116 millimeters and weight is 575 grams. And if you click on the link to this article in the show notes, you can check out the official Tamron flyer, which looks beautifully beautiful. Lots of color and creativity in that flyer. It looks really awesome. All right, so that is going to wrap up the news and rumors from the big four manufacturers for this week. Now, another thing that I wanted to let my listeners know about, and many of you are aware that I've been working on a project I call the Forgotten Pieces of Georgia, where I document as many abandoned and uh, decaying small business buildings as I can find in all of the counties in Georgia. I finished up the Northwest 20 counties for the first volume of the book series, and that's uh, already in the works to be published. But I did want to share an interesting item that I found out recently. So when I was shooting in Paulding County for the first book, I came across a beautiful building, really big brick building that was sitting in town um, that locals told me had been a clothing store for a good number of years. Now, a few gentlemen that I, were ta well, I was talking to the day while I was out there filming for my YouTube and the stills for that uh, project, they told me that uh, I was asking them about the building, and they're like, yeah, there was a company that showed up about a year ago, and they put all this new signage on the outside of the building, but then nobody ever opened for business. And the signs were pit stop, tires, and stuff like that. And I thought that was odd that somebody would spend the money to put new signs on the building, but then never open up for business. Well, I went ahead and shot my stills of the building as well as my YouTube footage for the building. And when I was done and I was packing up my gear, I decided to walk over to the front doors of the building to see if there was anything posted there. And there was a sign on the doors from the owner of the property that said, attention, there's currently no business operating out of this property. And I thought that was kind of odd. Well, I recently found out what was going on with the new signage that was put on the building in 2019. 
So if you're not aware or you're not into those things, maybe you're not, the CW Network has been doing DC Comics TV shows for quite a few years now. It started with Arrow about seven years ago or eight years ago, and they followed that up with The Flash, and then they added DC's Legends of Tomorrow. They've got Batgirl now. They've got Supergirl, which they took over from their parent company, CBS, that they've been doing for three or four years now. They've got, and, and as well as Black Lightning, which is one of my all-time favorite DC TV shows. Well, they came out with a new series that started in May of 2020 called Stargirl. Now, Stargirl is based on the next generation of a hero who is uh, known as Starman from the Justice Society of America, which would be in the early days of the comic books uh, before the Justice League came about with Superman, Batman, and all of them. Well... I found out while watching Stargirl that even though the show takes place in Blue Valley, Nebraska, it is actually filmed completely in the Atlanta area. The Blue Valley High School that the main character goes to, Stargirl or Courtney, is actually the Douglasville High School. And the her stepfather, Patrick, who was the sidekick of the original Starman, um, actually uses that building that I shot in Dallas as the place where he stores his robotic suit of armor, and that's where he works on that, as well as his classic car, which has all kinds of cool technology upgrades in it. So I thought that was pretty awesome to find out that the reason why the signs were put on that building, but then nobody ever opened a business there, was because it's being used for a filming location for this new CW DC Comics TV series. So I thought I would share that with my listeners this week. I thought that was pretty cool. I will include a copy of my photo of the building in this week's episode. You can, you'll be able to check out at liamphotographypodcast.com. And I encourage you to check out Stargirl, and you can see the building for yourself in the episodes of the show. It usually shows up a couple of times per episode as he's tinkering with stuff, or he and his stepdaughter Stargirl are meeting there secretly because uh, her mother and stepbrother don't know anything about her powers. So it's really cool. I am going to go ahead and wrap up episode 76 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing and iTunes and anywhere else you might be listening to the show. And don't forget to subscribe. Do it now, please, so you won't miss any new future episodes as they come out week after week. And also share out the show with all of your friends and family on social media and elsewhere and ask them to give it a listen, a subscribe, a like, rate, and review if they're so inclined. Now, I am hoping to have some more interviews in the very near future. I'm in the process of getting Jill Mott back on the show for another episode. I'm also trying to get one of my local friends from Gwinnett County to come on the show and talk about her photography business she's been extremely successful with. And I'm also uh, working on getting Brett Bergram from the Master Photography and Latitude Photography podcast uh, shows to come on here. Uh, once we can work out, uh, get our schedules to match, hopefully we'll get him on the show soon. And I'm also hoping to have uh, Jeff Hagerman, who uh, is the gentleman that did the two books on Abandoned Atlanta through the same publisher that I'm doing my Forgotten Pieces of Georgia through. He's a great guy. I bought both of his books, read through them. The images are fantastic. I love the stories that he has with them, and I'm hoping to get him on the show soon as well. All right, I want to thank you all for listening, and I will see you again in another seven days for episode 77.